Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special, special time here at Squared Circle Sirens. Uh, back just last month, we got a call in talking with Angelus Lane, and she told us after everything that went down at Nova Pro that she wanted to talk to us, and we rightfully agreed. I mean, mostly because we didn't want to take a fireball to the face, and we like to stand up to our business promises. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Angelus Lane. Angelus, thanks for talking to us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's kind of kick right off into this. You know, it's been quite a wild ride, um, a, a fiery ride for back, lack of a better term here at Nova Pro. Um, but let's take it back for a little bit, uh, especially for our viewers who haven't seen Nova Pro before. Uh, you actually bust onto the scene at Nova Pro um, back against Penelope Ford, taking the mic early, saying that there was a bad business deal. Can you tell us what you meant by that? Yeah, so I was originally scheduled to debut for Nova Pro on October 22nd of 2016 at their Saturday Days of Thunder event in Springfield, Virginia. I had been contacted by Mikey King months prior to the event. I had been scheduled. My match had been announced. I was actually supposed to wrestle Lady Luck in my debut. Um, the match was promoted. It was hyped up. You know, I had fans telling me they were coming to the show to see me. You know, Twitter seemed, you know, obviously Twitter's a big part of professional wrestling nowadays. People on Twitter seemed happy about it. You know, people were willing to make the drive to go see me on the East Coast since I hadn't been there in years. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things. I was promoted like any other match I'm on, on any card. Um, fans were told that I was going to be there. My, I had a graphic made specifically for my debut along with the match graphic. All of those things happened, you know, just like typical indie wrestling promotion goes. And then, um, the Wednesday before the show, I received a text message from Mikey King telling me that there was an issue, um, and that he wasn't sure if the match was going to happen. And I said, okay, well just keep me posted. I mean, it's kind of late notice, but just let me know as soon as possible. I, assuming that everything was going to get worked out and whatever the issue was would be fine. Um, and then I didn't hear anything for about 24 hours. So I contacted him and asked what was going on. And that's when I was told that the match was canceled, um, that my debut was canceled and that we would touch base at a later date and get me back, like get me scheduled to come back out there. And I was like, okay, you know, things happen. It's, you know, it's professional wrestling cards subject to change, obviously no big deal. Um, I took it all, you know, like a professional, I was more than happy to reschedule. You know, I, I told him what open dates I had that correlated with his. And then this is kind of where things started to bother me. So I was told about 48 hours before the show on October 22nd that my match was canceled. And I asked if he was going to announce it. So I didn't announce it and look kind of like shitty as if I was canceling or, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, and he told me that he was going to take care of it. And I, you know, I was like, okay, cool. I'll make an announcement. I'll share it. I'll, you know, whatever. It'll be fine. And then it was less than 24 hours before bell time or the Saturdays of Thunder event that it was announced that I wouldn't be there and that my match was canceled. So from the time that I was told that there was an issue to the time that my match was announced as null and void, it was about 48 hours to almost 72 full hours of me still being promoted, of my graphics still being out there, of people still thinking I was going to be there, fans still tweeting about coming to you know see the, me and Lainey wrestle. Um, and that kind of, that rubbed me the wrong way because how many, you know, tickets or whatever, I'm not saying I was a, a sell for the company. I'm not saying that people bought tickets, you know, they had like a sellout to come see me or anything, but I do know that there were people that did say they were coming to the event to see me on the East coast. So how many tickets were sold in that time period or how many people were under the impression I was still going to be there in that time period that made plans to attend that event 
to see me and were then told 12 hours before bell time or whatever that I wasn't going to be there. And that bothered me. And so I was like, okay, well, this is weird, but it's pro wrestling. Again, things happen. Um, and then that's when all communication between myself and Mikey King and Nova Pro Management and the company in general just kind of stopped. And I never got a date to come to, to make my debut. I never got told when I was going to be, you know, advertised to come back. I never, you know, I didn't have anything to go off of. And I obviously, I had people asking me. I was curious myself as to what was going on. Um, and that was it. I was, I was scheduled. I was promoted. I, you know, my face was used. My name was used. All of that information was used. And just like that, nothing came about it. I, you know, I understand that bookings fall through and then, you know, things happen and things change, but it, I don't understand the radio silence that happened after the cancellation when I was told, you know, dates that were a possibility and then never heard anything else again. And that's what really kind of set me off is that at that point I just felt like I was used to sell tickets and promote this women's wrestling agenda that they wanted to have and nothing came about it. Sure. Well, let's talk about the agenda that you then created. Um, if I remember correctly, it was in March of 2017 that you busted onto the scene and basically said you were ready to take on anyone and that you were there at Nova. Um, it was in Annandale, Virginia, and Penelope Ford answered that challenge. Um, if I remember correctly, you beat her in under four minutes. Uh, can you kind of tell us about that first match and really what kind of set us off to where we are now? Yeah, so um, I had some friends that were on the Nova Pro card, and I was going to travel with them that weekend anyway, so you, you know what? I saw the opportunity, and I took it. I went to the show, um, and I kind of took over. Before they even got done introducing the event for the night, which I believe was Great Expectations, like you said, in March, uh, I just kind of took over the ring, took over the mic, and explained my side of the story, explained what had happened, explained you know everything that was going on, and decided that that was going to be my unofficial debut at Nova Pro. I was going to have a match and I was going to, you know, uh, send a statement. And Penelope Ford, like you said, answered my open challenge. Um, and I, I mean, I made quick work of the situation, but I had a statement to make. And I think I, you know, I made it that night. Because it wasn't just Penelope that I made a statement with. I then attacked Rachel Ellerling post her match with uh, Veda Scott, I believe, that evening. And that was kind of my... Uh, warning shot to Nova Pro as well as to the women's division at Nova Pro um, and pretty much to anybody on the roster at that point that I wasn't to be taken lightly and that I wasn't to be ignored which was something that had been obviously happening since I was canceled in October um, that was the thing I, I wasn't going to be ignored I wasn't going to give them a choice anymore as to whether or not I was going to be at Nova Pro I wasn't going to give them a choice as to whether or not they were going to use me to make money or anything like that. I was going to do it myself and I was going to do it on my terms. Sure. So let's flash forward two months. Uh, they Nova Pro very prominently promotes you um, going in um, against Jordan Grace as your official debut and kind of that first match. And it was the first official match that I got to see you live at. Um, and you had a very competitive match with Jordan Grace, um, but you came out on top and you still said that your, your reign of terror wasn't over. Uh, can you kind of walk us through what it was like going against Jordan Grace uh, and continuing on through the roster? I said leading up to my match um, in May against Jordan that I wasn't going to take her lightly. Uh, I, I'm very aware of Jordan. I'm very aware of what she can do in the ring. Uh, we faced off against each other in years prior. 
Um, and obviously she and I have only grown exponentially since then. She's an amazing talent. She's an amazing wrestler. Um, and she's got everything, you know, she has the world in front of her. Then she's going to, I mean, she's going to succeed. She absolutely already is. And she's going to continue. And I knew that it was, it was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be a fight. And I was happy to see Noah Pro actually kind of smarten up and uh, make that match happen. I know that Mike made it with the intentions of thinking that Jordan was going to be able to, I guess, get vengeance for him from March, for me hijacking a show, for me attacking Rachel, for me pinning Penelope. Um, I think that he thought that, that I was going to be like an end-all, be-all. And I knew going in that my statement and my message to Mike wasn't done. It wasn't over with. Um, it's, I mean, it's far from over with, obviously. Yeah. So I, I went in there. I, I did everything I could to prepare. Like I said, she's an amazing opponent, and she gave me a run for my money. She was, she was a hell of a competitor, and it was a very hard-hitting contest. We beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah. No one, I, I mean, she gave me a muscle buster. I, I mean, it was, it was insane. Um, and luckily, I was able to get the win. Um, I was, you know, very pleased, obviously, and that was just kind of more, no pun intended, but more fuel to the fire to continue to prove <sighs> that Mikey King had nothing up his sleeve that could stop me, um, and that I was going to, like you said, continue to plague him, I was going to continue my reign of terror, and I was going to continue to make my statement that there's nothing he can do to get rid of me, I mean, he brought this upon himself, and that's, that's what it is, it's, he's got to deal with the consequences. Well, let's talk about that reign of terror continuing because you mentioned earlier that you had attacked Rachel Ellering. Um, and nonetheless, soon thereafter, there was a match against the two of you um, back in Annandale at High Fidelity um, in what many of the people who were there called it match of the night. Um, talk to us about going one-on-one -on -one with Rachel, especially after attacking her. You two definitely were clearly ready for this match. We definitely were. It was billed as a grudge match, and I mean... I made my statement when I attacked Rachel in March, and apparently it didn't go over too well with her. I guess I wouldn't be too thrilled either if I got jumped post-match. But um, she, you could tell that she wanted her revenge as well. And I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, maybe Mike didn't get in her ear and hype her up a little bit to try and obviously uh, take me out of the company. It was, it was a hard, I mean, it was just a fight. That's really all it was. If you saw the match, if you heard about the match, if you see pictures from the match, it's literally, that's exactly what it was. It was, yeah. it was a fight. I mean, it was, I think the actual match time from Bell to Well was maybe 90 seconds because we just beat the crap out of each other all around the fire department. Um, I got chucked into a bunch of trash cans. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And um, in that moment, it was kind of one of those things where it was what I wanted. It was, it was everything that I wanted because I wanted to just sort of embarrass Nova Pro. Not necessarily Rachel. Um, again, she's an amazing competitor. She's an amazing athlete. She's a phenomenal wrestler. But I made, I set out to make a statement. I set out to make an example of her and to make an example of the company as a whole. Again, to prove there's nothing they have up their sleeve that's going to slow me down or stop me. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I mean, I did what I had to do. I took out Rachel's leg. Yeah. Um, She's a former power lifter. I knew that's, I mean, obviously I have all of my strength in my legs as well. I knew that that was going to be a key component to taking her out, as well as bringing back um, that submission that I'd used years prior that I hadn't used for a while. And that was kind of the game plan I went in was just, you know, if I cut her down at the legs and then I'm able to make her tap out, that's going to be even that much more sweet. It's, you know, a submission's 
fantastic. It's it's making someone admit defeat openly. It's more than just a pinfall. It's making them give up. And that's what I wanted. And I, I wanted to send that message to management to give up as well. And I, you know, I think I was really pushing my agenda and I think I really scared them that time around. Well, you know, Angelus, it doesn't seem like it stopped there. Um, you know, we get here to July and it's American Slang, one of the big shows for Nova Pro. Um, and they announced that you're going to go against Taylor Hendricks, um, which a lot of fans were excited to see. Taylor's built quite the name for herself and they wanted to be able to see you versus Taylor one-on-one. Uh, what were kind of your thoughts when it was announced that Taylor Hendricks was going to be your next opponent at that point? When they announced Taylor, I I had to give them credit, which obviously I'm not very fond of doing. They were going in with the game plan of obviously trying to match my level of crazy and with her level of crazy. And that's not I'm not saying that was a bad thing whatsoever. Taylor is vicious in the ring. I've seen her work, I've wrestled her before. She is ruthless. And it was it was kind of great to see Nova actually use their brains for once and try to find an opponent that they thought was able to stand toe to toe with me, not only physically in the ring, which obviously Jordan Grace did, obviously Rachel Ellerling did, you know, I mean, not to discredit any of those women. I'm not one to say, Oh, that opponent was garbage. Cause those women aren't those, they're amazing wrestlers. And I don't hold anything personally against them. They're doing what they were paid to do. They didn't go in obviously with the destroy Angela's lane agenda. Well, I mean, I guess Rachel did. I did kind of embarrass her and piss her off. But, <laughs> Um, but they, they brought in Taylor, or they wanted to bring in Taylor to obviously kind of stand in the ring with me and, like I said, match that level of crazy and try to go into that, that kind of bizarre place, we'll say, of trying to, I guess, destroy another person, destroy a company. And, and that's, I think, what they were hoping to achieve. And unfortunately, it didn't go their way, um, with Taylor having to cancel yeah, and so, like you mentioned, cards are subject to change. Um, we find out uh, within a week or two of the show coming out that Taylor Hendricks is no longer able to come. Um, and Nova is very quick to say that they will have a new opponent for you, but weren't sure who was going to be. And then it was announced that Brittany Blake would be making her return, um, who also had a very impressive record at Nova Pro up until this point. Um, and so the stage gets set. It's you versus Brittany Blake at American Slang. Tell me about how your mindset changed knowing that it was Taylor Hendricks and now Brittany Blake. I would say the biggest change was that Brittany knew when she took the booking what she was coming into. She knew what the match was. Uh, at that point, I want to say she's smart enough to know what was going on with me and the company. Um, and so she... She knew all of this, and she still accepted that match. So that's, to me, where things with Brittany got a little bit personal. Because she wasn't just, you know, coming in to, at this match that had been announced a month ago and had been scheduled. She was literally a last-minute replacement. And not to say it was a bad replacement whatsoever, but like I said, that's where it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because at that point, that told me that Brittany was willing to go along with Nova Pro's agenda, that Brittany was willing to go along with Mikey King's agenda of trying to take me out of the company. Now, Brittany's a good wrestler, and she can go in the ring. And like you said, she had an, an impressive um, career so far at Nova Pro. And obviously that came to a halt when I beat her. And she, I mean, she kept up with me in the ring. She went, she gave it her all. But, I mean, in the end, I won. Um, I pinned her for the three count, and... 
there's still just something about her accepting that match that doesn't sit right with me. And I mean, it's it's said and it's done, it's over with, but I'm not quite done addressing that issue with Brittany herself. Uh, yeah, it seemed that way. I mean, I was in the crowd for that match, sitting second row, um, right into a part where you two both spill out onto the floor, and it seemed like Brittany was in control for a quick minute, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like a second level of Angelus Lane came out, and it just seemed that you got very, very brutal with Brittany very quickly. Was was that the plan the whole time? Um, obviously, I, I've always want to win. I always want to send that message to Nova Pro that they can't stop me, no matter who they bring in. Uh, but there was something about that time in the ring with Brittany, just within the first few minutes of that match, like you said, where she was obviously, I mean, obviously anyone goes to the ring to win, but it didn't feel like Brittany wanted a win. It felt like Brittany wanted some sort of, I would almost say redemption. And obviously we didn't have any personal vendettas against each other. We didn't have any personal issues, but I feel like maybe she thought she had to stand up for Nova or stand up for Mike or stand up for whatever was going on at the time. And... That kind of, he said, it doesn't. It didn't only rub me the wrong way as soon as she took the match, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way as soon as we got in the ring because obviously she went straight in at me, which is fine. Uh, I would do the same thing, but you just, I don't know. There was just something about it, and like you said, it just kind of clicked with me that this wasn't going to be just a, con, you know, your common match, and that I was going to have to be a little more mean, a little more ruthless, a little more brutal, and that's exactly what I did. But. Angelus, that brutality didn't stop at the match. See, don't get me wrong, you've been absolutely incredible. I mean, there's no doubt that you're just a force in the ring. I mean, you've now gone through up at that point, four different women, back to back to back to back. You're beating everyone. But you didn't leave after the match. Instead, you asked for the mic. Uh, at that point, you made some pretty personal statements against Mikey King. I mean, Stating that you wished he was a better father than business owner? I mean, knowing that he just had a child. Tell us what was going through your head at that point. At that point, obviously I was already infuriated because of the match with Brittany. I was obviously infuriated by the fact that they had somehow convinced somebody else that their agenda was correct. I was infuriated at the fact that they... that anyone was willing to step up and take the place of Taylor Hendricks in that match. And that's when it all kind of just hit me that as much as I want to burn Nova Pro to the ground, as much as I want to destroy something that Mikey King has worked so hard to build, Nova Pro in general isn't the problem. Mikey King is the problem. And Nova Pro just so happens to be his, his baby, along with obviously, as you just mentioned, his actual newborn daughter. So, if I can destroy one thing that he loves while, I guess, you know, insulting him about something else that he loves, I just, I just want to get under his skin the way that he got under mine. I want to make him feel as stupid and useless and thrown away as he made me feel when he stopped contacting me to bring me back in, after October. So I said what I said. I knew that it would rile him up, and I knew that it would get him out there. And I wanted everyone in that crowd to take a look at the man who was out there screwing over talent. Uh, but Angelus, it, it didn't stop there. Uh, after Mikey King came out and said he wasn't going to do this, you followed him to the entrance, 
you whipped him around and, and before the crowd could even process, all of a sudden you're throwing a fireball in his face. I mean, you go beyond just saying words to literally bringing fire to a man's face. I mean, how do you get there? <laughs> oh man, it was, it was beautiful. It was, oh, it was a perfect moment. It was beautiful. That I wanted that moment to be. So I've said since day one that I debuted when I unofficially debuted, when I hijacked Nova Pro in March, that I was going to burn the company down, that I was going to destroy everything that he had built. And I, I threatened to burn it down multiple times. I, I told Mike that he was going to have to dig his cash box out of rubble and ashes after I burned the company and the building down. And he didn't believe me. He didn't take me seriously. He tweets about me all the time. Doesn't have the balls to tag me in it. Posts photos on Instagram about me. Doesn't have the balls to tag me in it. Uses his social media to slander me. Doesn't have the balls to let me be known of it. And then when I call him out and I try to confront him and I make him be a man, which he's not, he's a boy, he tells me that I'm not worth his time yet again and that if I want to talk to him, he'll talk to me backstage. We know damn well there's no way that Mikey King is going to approach me in any locker room in any part of the country, let alone his own locker room where he can dodge his talent as much as he wants and have a conversation with me. And then when he said that I, and when I said, what about my family? Because I couldn't bring up his family. He said, what about your family? He's right. What about my family? I don't really have anybody on my side of things. I understand that. But why, but like, why? What's the point? Why try to, you know, bring up things that don't need to be brought up? <laughs> I mean, I guess I do the same thing, but whatever. And that's when it kind of clicked in that moment. And that's when I knew that I, there was, I, I didn't have anything left to say to Mike. He was right. That conversation backstage, it wasn't going to happen because there wasn't a conversation to be had anymore. And it was time. I mean, I was going to burn the company down. Why not start with him? Why not start at the foundation of a company? and literally set it all on fire, literally burn it down. And that was the warning shot to the rest of the company. I mean, it's no secret that the other owner of Nova Pro is Mike's father. It's no secret that his family was there. It's no secret that his grandfather was in the crowd. His grandfather comes to every show. His dad's at every show. His family's there. And that was their warning shot. Mike wants to, you know, wants to play games, Mike wants to be a child, it was time to step up, and it was time to be an adult, and I, I mean, unfortunately, it burned him. I mean, I, I, I get it, Angelus, especially with people in the ring, sure, that's one thing to make somebody tap out after a grudge match, or to pin somebody in the center of the ring for taking a match to quote-unquote end you, but literally bringing fire to a man who doesn't even step in the ring? Everyone's actions have consequences. Mikey wanted to take something away from me. I'm going to take something away from him. Whether it be his sight of his daughter and his wife, whether it be his company, I don't care what it is. At this point, I am going to not only destroy Nova Pro, I'm going to destroy Mikey King. And whether that means I have to set him on fire a thousand times before he gets the point, it's going to happen. Whether I set him on fire, the building on fire, any opponent he has for me, at this point, I don't care. It's it's gone past professional wrestling. It's gone past whatever happens in that ring. It's personal. It's so beyond personal. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do 
to get the vengeance that I feel is necessary. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to rile you up. I, 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 please, I'm, I'm sorry. But, you know, after you did that fireball, you were literally chased not just out of the ring. You were chased out of the entire building by almost the entire locker room. I mean, at the point where the entire locker room is coming out to chase you out of a ring. I mean, how can you even step foot back in the company? You know what? That's that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. Because come August, when I show up to the building, none of those people are going to say anything to me. None of those people are going to say anything to my face. The only person that might say, might say something to me is Mike's best friend who was the first person to lead the charge out of that locker room and that's Reed Bentley. And you know what? I hope he does. I hope he does. There is not a single person in that locker room that's going to confront me about what I did. They wanted to stand by their leader. They wanted to show that Nova Pro is this united front against anything that's trying to tear it apart. So what did they do? They reacted off their pure adrenaline and came rushing out of the locker room to chase me out. But you know what? Nobody caught me. And even if they would have, what were they going to do? Nothing. No one in that company, no one in that locker room, no one that came out in July that ran me out of that building, even especially, especially Mike's best friend, Reed Bentley, isn't going to do anything to stop what I'm doing right now. Well, nonetheless, it seems like Mikey King is sure trying. Uh, within a week of the end of the show, it was really quickly announced that Mikey King was coming back and he was clearly upset after getting a fireball to the face. Um, he announced that your opponent was booked for August. Um, and it was going to be not a woman like you had been facing. Um, instead, you were going to be facing Keith Lee one-on-one -on, -one on August 18th. Now, for our followers at home who follow you on Twitter, I mean, I know I've seen you talk saying that you want Keith Lee again, knowing that you guys have faced off before. Tell me about your thoughts going against, I mean, Keith Lee on August. Like you said, it's no secret that I had spent months uh, saying on Twitter how I wanted to wrestle Keith Lee again. Keith Lee and I have actually wrestled one-on-one -on -one in a singles competition back Almost, I mean, almost exactly two years ago in August of 2015 for Inspire Pro in Austin, Texas. Um, it ended up being, I ended up winning by disqualification because at the time I was also in a feud with Delilah Doom and she had actually attacked me in the match with Keir, uh, Keith's Pure Prestige title and hit me in the face with it, um, causing a disqualification. So the match really didn't get a decisive finish. It didn't really get a... A, a pinfall or a submission or anything it, it got it got thrown out obviously um and that's always bothered me uh because i had the opportunity to, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best indie wrestler uh today and that's i mean obviously it was two years ago and he's obviously grown exponentially since then i mean he was the mvp of mania weekend down um he he's done everything he's just did two european tours i'm very familiar with Keith. i know a lot about Keith, and I wanted to go toe to toe with him again. I even so much so back in December, I did a poll on Twitter asking if Lane versus Lee two should happen at Nova Pro, and it won by a landslide. People were over the moon about the idea of it happening. And this is where Mike, I think, may have, as he said on social media, lost his mind because he booked that match. 
He booked a match that he knew I wanted. He booked a match that he knew would be my dream match. And as he put it, he booked it in hopes that it would be a nightmare for me. So I've, I've said very little going into this match. I've said very little in response to this match. I didn't think that Mike had it in him. I didn't think that he had the guts to do something like this. I didn't think that he had the, the brains to think along these lines, to try and turn something that I wanted, that I held so dear to myself and my career, into something essentially that I could, I could hate, that could destroy me. Um, Keith is, as I said, probably the best independent wrestler today. He can go to leaps and bounds above anybody right now on the circuit. Um, and I think that Mike did it the way he did because if Mike and I were in good business dealings, if Mike and I were friends, I would know six months in advance that I was wrestling somebody the caliber of Keith Lee. He gave me three weeks to prepare. Three weeks to prepare for someone that he basically hired as a hitman. Three weeks to prepare for the toughest person out there on the wrestling circuit right now. I, I mean, but Angelus, let's just put this in perspective for a second. I mean, you're, you know, a, a very dominant force in the ring. We, we've seen that at Nova. But Keith Lee is 6'2". He's 290 pounds. I mean, going toe-to-toe, I mean, that's quite a hitman to hire. I mean, we've seen videos of spirit bombs that have taken people out that they don't get up. I mean, can you tell us even about how you're preparing for something like that? Um, honestly, I just, I'm just pushing myself past every limit that I currently have. Keith Lee says that he's limitless. I have to be limitless. Keith Lee can go above and beyond anything that a cruiserweight can do in the ring. I obviously don't have that same style of training. I don't leave my feet. I don't go to the top rope for anything. It's not what I do. So uh, there's a lot to try and prepare for. I, what's unfortunate is there's only snippets of Lane versus Lee 1 from Inspire Pro. There's only vine footage or instagram videos or gifts made from that footage that i can look at to remember what it was like to be in the ring with keith lee two years ago he's a different wrestler he's a different force to be reckoned with so i have to watch current footage of keith against guys that are again above and beyond things that i do in the ring myself to try and prepare for keith i'm not gonna say that Mike has already won because he hasn't. I am going to say that this is probably, this is actually the biggest challenge I've ever faced in the wrestling ring. And Keith is, Keith is everybody's best friend. He, he's going to do what's right. He's going to fight for what's right. He's going to make sure that whatever job he's hired to do, even if it's to be, essentially a hitman gets done 110% to everyone's satisfaction, especially his. So to prepare for something like that, to prepare for something knowing 
that no matter what I have in store, have in mind, he might be one step ahead of me. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to deal with. But I'm not, I'm not going to be taken lightly. I'm not going to go in there doubting myself. I'm sure of my message. I'm sure of my agenda. I am sure of what I want to do to Nova Pro and to Mikey King. And if this is another very large speed bump in my way, then bring it on. Lane versus Lee 2 is going to happen, whether it's the circumstances I wanted it to or not. And I'm going to fight like hell. I mean, Angelus, all of this aside, I mean, you've now just even reconfirmed on, on this special edition right here that your goal is to burn Nova Pro to the ground, whether Mikey King is in it or not. I mean, you go in against Keith Lee on August 18th, Annandale, Virginia, but where do we go from here? You know, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of places that we can go. There's a lot of things that I can still do. I mean, Nova Pro's even already announced Mia Yim's coming in September. So, I survived Keith Lee. I more than survived Keith Lee. I'm going to go out and say that I beat Keith Lee. Ooh. I make, make Mike's investment look stupid. So, what's next? I'll take Mia Yim. I'll make Mike look stupid again. It'll be another competitor that is phenomenal, that is beyond and above, you know, one of the, one of the top indie wrestlers of today. And it's, it's another chance for me to, to prove to Mike that he doesn't have anything that can stop me, that Nova Pro will be left in ruins. I mean, Angelus, you just said a, a few questions ago that you haven't really spoken on this match. You haven't spoken much since calling Mikey King out and, and giving him that fireball. I'm going to open the floor to you. Is there is there anything else that you want to say to Nova Pro or Mikey King or anybody listening at home? I know that to some people, a lot of this, this journey that I'm on, this vendetta that I have against Nova Pro, it doesn't really make sense because, you know, pro wrestlers get slighted by promoters and promotions and, and bookings all the time. Uh, but here's the thing that I guess it's never really been addressed. So I'll address it. I'll, you know... Why not? I set the man on fire. Might as well air the dirty laundry. Mikey King used to be one of my best friends in this business of professional wrestling. And it wasn't only that a promoter took advantage of me, that I got screwed out of a date, that my face was used to make somebody money. It wasn't just that. It wasn't just another promoter. It was one of my best friends. It was somebody that I had talked to about my personal life. I had talked to about his personal life, we, you know, had hung out on, uh, you know, in downtown New Orleans during WrestleMania. We were friends. We talked to each other. We confided in each other. I helped him with ideas for wrestling. He helped me with ideas for wrestling. We gave each other feedback. It was an actual friendship. And for someone to try and take advantage of me as a person, of me being nice, of me being someone's friend, to use that for their own personal gain, that's when it got more than personal. Because he didn't see me as a friend anymore. He saw me as, I guess, as a paycheck. He saw me as a way to make money. And he took advantage of that. He took advantage of me. 
And that's where honestly all of this stems from. It's, it's not just that I got screwed over on a booking because that happens all the time. Let's be honest. We all know pro wrestling. It's, it's so much more than that. And you can't, I mean, at the end of the day, Mike needs to know that you can't take advantage of the people that you supposedly care about. You can't take for granted the people that you love. And if he's going to, to treat things that he supposedly loves that way, why not take those things from him like Nova Pro? He loves Nova Pro. That's his, like I said earlier, that's his baby. That's his everything. He's put everything into that company. So he ruined our friendship and he took that away from me. So I'm going to ruin that company and I'm going to take that away from him. Well, Angelus, I mean, from there, I, I don't know what else to say. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening at home, Nova Pro is coming back to Annandale on August 18th. It'll be Angelus Lane versus Keith Lee to who knows. I suggest looking for your fire exits if you're going to be there. Uh, and make sure you go because, I mean, if Angelus has her way, who knows how long Nova Pro will still be standing. Angelus, thank you so much. Uh, uh, please don't fireball me. Um, but but thank you, and and we wish you the best. Thank you, and... I guess we'll find out uh, what's left standing after August 18th.